I'm Berna, a certified sex educator tackling topics at the intersection of health, culture, and sexuality. I'll answer questions ranging from the health-related to the raunchy. I want to show that we are all more alike than we might think, and our intimate lives don't begin and end in bed. This is Beyond the Bedroom. Hi, so I'm trying something a little bit new with my podcast. So in addition to the regular season two episodes, I want to make a little podcast episode for the polls that I do. As many of you already know by now, my other account, my old account on Instagram was deleted. So I made a new one and it's at Beyond Bedroom Podcast. And I'm doing polls on there weekly like I used to do with my old account. And of course, smaller sample size. And this is in no way an actual study. I just think it's nice to gauge kind of how people feel about things. And a couple more disclaimers. Of course, people who are going to be following a sex positive account and participating in a poll, which is anonymous to the public, but not to me. I can see, you know, who chooses what. You know, those things are going to sway the results, of course but I want to go over the questions, add my two cents, if there's any research that backs any of this up. And it's been a lot of fun getting to know some new people who are following the On Bedroom podcast. And again, thank you so much for the support. If you are an older follow of mine who found me again, (laughs) I really appreciate it. So I sometimes do one specific topic, but once in a while I'll do some hot topics. And this was definitely one of those. So regardless if you participated in this poll or not, it'll be fun to hear some of these results. So the first question was, do you find giving and receiving equally as pleasurable? And 73% said yes, and 27% said no. And of course, in my old account, hundreds of people would vote. And, you know, now it's a smaller sample size. It's about 100 now. And I wanted to ask this question because there are, a lot of the time there's these weird kind of connotations with giving and receiving. And if you like one more than the other, it must mean something about you. And I want to say that, you know, some people have a preference and that's totally okay. And there are some people that want to enjoy both equally, but they don't. And that's kind of where I step in, right? And the follow-up question I asked to that was, if you prefer one, which is it? Giving or receiving? And 57% said giving, 43% said receiving. Overall, when I ask this question, when I'm teaching or in larger groups, and I've asked this in the past as well on my other account, pretty much every time I've done it, the answer has been overwhelmingly giving. Here it's a little bit more split, but it's about 60% said giving. Many of us fall into the giver syndrome. And if you've read Burnout by the Nagowski sisters, then you kind of know what I'm talking about here, the human being versus the human giver. But I really think that there's also people that want to give and it's kind of part of their identity and part of their orientation. But, you know, if you feel like you're in that giver syndrome, a lot of us feel validated when we're giving and we don't feel as though we deserve to receive. 
achieve. And if you're one of those people and you want to change that, some ways to combat this is practicing self-compassion during solo play and to incorporate some grounding techniques. So whether that's sensate focus or focusing on your breath, whether your grounding is meditation or visual, it doesn't really matter as long as it works for you. It also might sound really silly, but practicing with a timer helps. And this is something that other sex educators talk about a lot. And I definitely recommend doing this with someone who's open to the idea because nothing is worse than suggesting something like this. And they're like, why do we have to include a timer? You know, (laughs) yes, that's my fuck boy voice as y'all already know, but just putting a timer for however long you want and trying to receive, whether it's you to yourself or someone else, trying to receive pleasure. And I should also note that when I say receiving or giving, I'm not talking about penetration and I'm not talking about like intimacy as a whole. I'm talking purely about pleasure. So what does that mean? It means stimulation. Like here's some examples. Do you prefer giving or receiving oral sex, manual sex, toys, hands, whatever? Do you prefer giving or receiving sexual pleasure. I'm still in this like mindset of using very specific sneaky words because of Instagram censorship and just censorship in general, but this is podcast land. And as long as I click the little explicit button, I am free to say whatever I want. Well, I guess within reason, but (laughs) I think these words are okay on here. Another thing is to try to answer the questions that you have in your mind that might come out compulsively. Like, are you sure you like this? Do I taste okay? Is this okay for you? Just answer them in your head. So have an answer ready for you when you ask yourself those things, if you're wondering those things. So one good one is if your partner isn't enthusiastic at all, then just tell them, I don't believe you like this because I'm not picking up signals that you do. That's, you know, a different conversation. But if they are enthusiastic, they are are in tune with your pleasure, etc. Have those answers ready for you in your head. They wouldn't be doing this if they didn't want to. I'm not pressuring them into this. They are choosing to do this. These are things that a lot of the time people that struggle with codependency or I see this also a lot in just queer spaces, which by the way, I love that Gen Z is calling LGBTQ the alphabet mafia. I think that's hilarious and so cute, but side note, but I I see a lot there, especially I think women loving women that kind of side a lot in my personal experience is this idea of like being predatory or being pressuring because that's you know what so many of us who grew up as women or present as women now are used to just this idea that like pressure is involved in some way during pleasure especially during oral sex right so you should really try to work those things out in your head because a lot of the times saying those things out loud if they're a compulsion is a form of self-destruction and self-sabotage and can actually distract your partner. So we often fall into this because maybe sometimes in the past someone hasn't been super enthusiastic or giving about your pleasure. And so we have to be enthusiastic about our own pleasure. You're allowed to take up space, I promise. And again, if you prefer one, which is it, giving or receiving, if you preferred receiving, you're not selfish. (laughs) I know that there's this idea that if you are preferred to receive that you're inherently like a bad lover or whatever, but some people are perfect matches for each other because of this dynamic. And it's often a theme in queer and kink spaces for a reason. However, a lot of people also say they prefer to receive because they're insecure about their giving. So, slow down 
communicate, incorporate new ways to stimulate your partner. All of these things are great. And I personally, since y'all are always asking me which one I, you know, what my answers are on these polls, I personally prefer giving because I still have hangups about receiving. Yes, even sex educators are works in progress. But I think honestly, I also prefer giving because I am still struggling with taking up space, not just in terms of pleasure. And I'm getting better at it because of the work that I'm putting in to be enthusiastic about my own pleasure. And also I just have an awesome partner who is right along with me in this journey and being just as enthusiastic about my pleasure. And that honestly helps. And some people don't know that they have to be more enthusiastic. So just a gentle reminder or just speaking up about it can help because some people are like oh well she never talks about it so she must be doing fine and you know telling him that I was going through this helped a lot and he just kicked it into high gear and to this day I mean now like I'll get maybe a toy for free through a sponsorship or from work or whatever and he's like oh I'm so excited to hear how you liked it like you know even though I'm using it on my own he's a part of the conversation of course that's a kind of more extreme example because not everyone is in the sex industry like I am but you know also just encouraging your partner to take a part of this with you can really be helpful so the next question have you ever given or received lingerie as a gift So 44% said yes, and 56% said not me. And it's actually pretty close because a little less people voted in this one. So it's not as big of a margin as you might think. But it's not for everyone for obvious reasons. (laughs) But I think that for those of us who do like it, we really like it. And there's ways to make it extra special. So wish lists, sizing guides, and communication, of course, is key again here. For example, like don't surprise someone with a lacy set or a bondage set if you've never seen them wear anything like that or express any interest in anything like that and keep in mind also that lingerie can be garters costumes accessories but it can also be like a supportive bra a soft and cozy set a robe so really think outside the box when it comes to finding something that fits them not just physically but also the their personality i have both given and received lingerie as gifts And I think the best tip to remember is that the gift is for them to feel special, not just for your enjoyment. I think this is something that really came across because I personally love it if it's done the right way. So I was in New York for, I was there for a work thing, but then I had to stay like two weeks longer than anticipated. So I ended up being there for like a month and I had to stay because I was getting like medical stuff like some tests that I needed and Victor was in Iceland and it was in August it was close to my birthday and I remember that because I was in New York (laughs) I went to Ajahn Provector which I love very much and I I was trying on some sets and he happened to call me and I was like oh hey I'm trying on some sets and I remember him being like just pick out your favorite one and I'll pay for it and I was like that is really nice like thank you you but I also remember being like hmm uh I I wonder like which one he would pick so then I sent him a bunch of photos of them and he picked out the one that he liked the best and paid for it and he was 
asking me, he was like, which one do you like the best? Which one feels the best? And I ended up getting this really beautiful blue set. And I even for our, I think it was like just a couple months into our wedding, just as a little wedding present to him, I had an artist draw a photo of me in that set and I gave it to him and so kind of goes full circle but I just I don't know like I really loved the set because it made me feel so special like I really loved it and it wasn't necessarily like a really stereotypical like lingerie set it just makes me feel like I don't know just it was really cool and it was just really nice that he surprised me like that while I was traveling without him and also keep in mind you know going together can be a lot of fun as well. I remember going one time with an ex-girlfriend actually and the person who was helping us thought that we were just like really good friends, <laughs> which is a theme of course when dating women sometimes, but that was a lot of fun because we kind of just played it off that we were just friends and we paid for each other's, which was really nice. But yeah, there's lots of ways to go about this. I've also given a really really nice supportive bra to a friend of mine after she got top surgery that she cried when she opened (laughs) because she was getting a reduction and it was like the first time she could ever wear a really kind of dainty looking bra so she was really happy about it so yeah it can there's a lot of different ways to go about this I want to take a moment to mention that I'm a brand ambassador now for Maud, and they are a intimate wellness company. <laughs> they sell vibrators and bath products, body products, condoms, and I really love them. I've been a customer of theirs since before I got this ambassadorship, I guess almost three years now, and they are based in New York. And the referral link will be in the description for this episode, and it's also on my website, birtna.net. And you can also use my code birtna10, B-I-R-N-A-10, to save some money. If you want to support this podcast, you live in the United States, and you love intimacy products, this is perfect for you. They have vibrators, massage candles, sanitizer, con- and it's all in a very chic approach which I love and their original vibe is my favorite and it's only $45 and you get a 10% discount when you use my code so yeah if you want to support this podcast keep it going uh, check me out there and also you can support me on patreon Next question was doing it on the counter, hot or not? So this one was overwhelming. So 75% of you said yes and 25% said not hot. Assuming the counter is clean here, by the way, it can be really fun to change up your environment. I included this one because it's such a common scene in media, but not everybody is into it. So you know, check in with your partner before you spring this on them. But hey, another reason to keep your house clean for those surprise quickies, right? I also, I just in general, like love the idea of doing it in a space that's not really for sex, but also a part of me is like, I cook all the time. So I really, really, really need to like deep sanitize (laughs) if we're doing that, but also just put a dishcloth down super easy (laughs) without getting into the details. I also got some DMs being like, I raise you doing it on a dining room table. And I was like, ooh, that gives me like doing it on a piano vibes. 
So the last question, which actually will get the longest response from me, was also a pretty overwhelming response. So do you ever zone out during intimacy? So of course, because of Instagram censorship, I have to word this pretty vaguely, but when I mean intimacy, I mean just whatever, of course, that means to you, but I'm talking more in the context of sexual intimacy here. So 83% said yes, they zone out, while 17% said they have not. And I had a feeling that this would be common. It's important to remember that this is so common and it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? I think the The biggest principle here is not to judge it when it happens. And a principle from meditation that I apply to sex is that when your mind starts to wander, acknowledge it and come back to the present. And whether you have, you know, lived on an ashram or done headspace or watched a YouTube video or done yoga, whatever it is, a lot of different mindfulness practices have that approach where you don't judge, you just observe what's happening. And I definitely think that's so important because don't judge yourself. We are human and we have a lot going on and it's it's just not necessary to hyper-focus during sex either. So, you know, if you feel like your mind is starting to wander, just acknowledge it and come back to the present because it does happen for a couple different reasons. And the kind of sex where just time melts away and you're the only two people in the world, it just doesn't happen every time and that is okay. And if you find that this is a common occurrence, here are some things that you can do. So focus on sensation. Feel every part of you that is touching them. You can slow down your breathing and relax your jaw and shoulders. Take care of external stressors beforehand. So if this is something that comes up regardless of like your stress level, it could just be a physical reaction. This is often in somebody who's maybe dealt with something like vaginismus or chronic pain. It's just a common thing to zone out when we're feeling sensation in our pelvis. So just stay present with what you're feeling in your body and it might help you tune in to those sensations happening in your nerves. So the best way also to practice this is on your own if you're masturbating or giving yourself a massage, whatever it is, focusing on the physical sensation and getting into that practice to... I know it sounds weird, but it's mind over matter here, but it is to focus on even just the parts of your skin that are touching their skin or the parts of your hands that are touching yourself. It slows things down a little bit and it can keep you present. And what I mean by taking care of external stressors is, you know, many of you are already familiar with the dual control model. And if you're not, I definitely recommend checking out my reading list on my website and getting in, into maybe Come As You Are or books that talk about this theory of dual control. But basically, if you are the type of person who you just cannot focus on sex, your desire just goes down the drain when you are stressed out, when you have other things going on, or just visual clutter, it might be a good idea to get into the habit of taking care of those things beforehand. So find better times to get intimate. If you, for example, just you're super stressed out right after work, try to find other times to have sex than right after work, or do something to de-stress and decompress after work so you're leaving it behind you're not taking it into the bedroom with you some people tend to zone out from stress so 
it's really important to get at the root of the problem. And chances are, if you're zoning out during sex because of stress, it is impacting other parts of your life or other parts of your health, like your digestion. So I know it's really hard because there's some things that we can't control, like poverty or debt for a lot of us or workload or school work, etc. There's just times in our life that are just extremely stressful and we can't really do anything about them. But if that's the case for you, I just want you to know that regardless of what's going on with those external stressors, you deserve pleasure. You deserve to take time for yourself and you deserve to feel good in the body that you're in, you know, no matter what. So that's my little TED talk. But if the issue is dissociation or if it's trauma related, there's a lot of great sex therapists that can help you. And if that is something that's out of your reach, there's a lot of workbooks that you can go through or just books and resources in general, like Body Keeps the Score or other books. You can check out my reading list under trauma there and you're not alone. The brain makes a choice quite often to check out instead of dealing with the fear. And it it can be discouraging, but this realization might just be the first step in acknowledging and uh, healing your wounds. And my last tip for this is just plain old speak up. So some of us need more excitement and that is okay. So switch up your routines or add new elements and ask for something else. If you're not feeling it, just speak up. Sometimes, you know, we we just want to be the cool girl or, you know, cool person and just fake it or zone out. Don't do it. You're just setting someone up for disappointment too because they probably think they're doing a good job and they're not and it's going to hurt the longer you keep that lie going. So if, and if they get defensive or weird about it, I mean, y'all need to unpack that because that is, you know, they don't really care about your pleasure then and their ego is really getting in the way of that. But some of us zone out while giving too. So getting more enthusiastic about their pleasure sometimes just stems from just doing things to them that you also enjoy. So some of us can't focus on giving if we're, you know, doing mutual pleasure, but some of us are better givers when we're receiving. So whether it's just, you know, for example, sitting on a toy while you do something to them or, you know, you're touching yourself while you're touching them or you're touching each other, just whatever it is, it's not selfish to want those things. So I think also with these polls, it's really exciting because it opens the conversation with my audience. And I love that because I love hearing from you all. So if you are a first time listener or a long time listener, send me a message, tell me your thoughts. I actually really love them and I respond to every DM and well, I mean, every respectful DM. And I see all of them. So especially now on my new account where I only have like 200 followers or something. It's actually kind of fun. It's like having a close friends list, but with all of you. So thank you so much for listening. You can check out the links in this description. And I'm sending you all of my love all the way from Iceland.